Okay, good evening, Rabbi Isai. Welcome back. Wrapping up another stupendous, action-packed, Siat and filled week all together. And again, again, wrapping it up all together in such beautiful Haimisha company tonight. And this is a this is a, a beautiful parsha to be coming into Shabbos with to be uh, discussing over 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 this uh, delectable chalant with with the over here. And this is Parsha's Truma. And whose chant are we are we enjoying tonight? Rabbi Aronson? Okay, Rabbi Aronson is back in the house. Rabbi Aronson's in the house. And uh, we're back with the award-winning Allegheny Candy and Bucks Candy uh, Blue Ribbon Challenge. And we're going to go, we're going this year, we're going for a four-peat? We're going for a four-peat. Shkayich um, Rabbi Aronson. And Parsha's Truma, which is a beautiful Parsha. Let's talk about Truma a little bit. So Truma of course starts with the building of the Mishkan and <clears throat> before we begin to build the Mishkan we need the materials for the Mishkan we need to assemble all the materials so there's a lot of materials you have COVID? Well, I'm okay I'm just don't answer the question don't answer the question just don't answer the question we're better off not knowing don't ask them okay yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if it's to protect you or protect us but we don't have to know we don't have to know Mattis okay anyway so um so, Truma, before we can begin the Mishkan, we need all the materials assembled for the Mishkan, right? So, Dabro B'nai Yisrael says the Rebbein Shalom, V'yichuli Truma. We need donations. What do we need? V'yiz kol yisha sh'yid v'en alibay tichus trumasi. V'zayis ha-truma sh'tichu me'itam. This is what we need over here. Zav v'chesef v'nechayshas. V'tcheles v'argamen v'sayla ha-shani v'sheish v'izim. V'yirois e'lem v'adamen v'yirois t'chashem v'atzei shitim. So, what do we need from the Yidin? We need either gold, we need silver, we need copper, we need wool that's dyed blue, wool that's dyed purple, we need silk, we need, uh, we need, we need wool, goat's wool, we need, um, we need hides, hides of, of, of rams, we need hides of techashim, and we need acacia wood. And we need spices, and we need oil, we need precious stones. Okay, so, so how did they get all these, this is a long shopping list shopping list of all the materials they need for the Mishkan and they needed quite a lot of things they needed quite a lot of quantities of quite a lot of things a lot went into making the Mishkan and how exactly did, did Moshe and his crew the construction team how did they end up with all these materials it's clear in the plastic how did we get them donations donations donations, donations. it's all voluntary <coughs> if, if Yidin are interested in giving we're interested in taking we're looking for donations. We're looking for people that are giving with their, their hearts, with all of their hearts. A Nadiva slave. That's what we're looking for. Now, all these things had to be given voluntarily. We're not looking to compel Klaisol to make a Mishkan. We're not looking to force Klaisol to make a Mishkan. If you're interested, if you're Dan, if you understand the Indian, if you get it, then we want your donations. If you don't get it, we're not interested. We, we don't want it. Why should that be? I mean, you would think the Mishkan is so important that maybe it should be compulsory. We should make some kind of a tax, right? I mean, after all, having a, a professional sports stadium in your hometown, that's an important thing, right? How do, how do teams build yeah. stadiums? Stadium, average stadium, who's in construction over here? Mathis, how much does a stadium cost to build? Not to buy, but to build. That's right. It's a, it's about ninety to hundred million dollars. That's right. That's exactly right. A lot. A lot of money. 
So now a city needs a sports stadium. If you want to be on the map, you need a sports stadium. You want to attract a team. You want to, you want to, you know, not just attract a team. You want to hang on to a team, right? You want to retain a team. Your team demands a, a new stadium, up the state-of-the-art stadium with a retractable roof, retractable seats, retractable um, astroturf. So, so you need to build a stadium. What do you do? How does a team get a professional sports stadium? They tell the city that you, you build it or we're leaving. How does the city build it? Fundraising. They levy yeah. a tax. No, they don't do fundraising. No, 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 no. no. Cities don't fundraise for a stadium. Cities make you pay for the stadium. The, 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 the city of Philadelphia funds the new stadium. That's how it works. They, they impose a new tax. And I, I don't care about this team. I don't care about this team. They had an awful season. I don't care about this team, right? But it doesn't make a difference. That's how a stadium It's important to have a stadium. important to have an arena. Have a coliseum. Very important to have these things. So you, the citizens of Philadelphia, are paying for the stadium. That's how it always works. They, they impose a tax. The Mishkan is very important. We should impose a tax. Why is it voluntary? I mean, what if nobody gives? What if no one donates? We need to have a Mishkan. You should think, we would think it's so important to have a Mishkan. It's so important to have a place for the Shekhinah that, that it should be compulsory. There should have been a Mishkan tax. A Mishkan tax. Everybody give 10% of your, of your current hole, 10% of what you took out of Mitzrayim. They, they were loaded. This is only a few months after they left Egypt, right? These guys are loaded. They're all Reich Vikairach. Let them, everyone gives 10% of what they left Mitzrayim with, 10% of what they got in the Yamsuf. 5% of the Yamsuf, 10% of Mitzrayim, and we got it made. Why was it voluntary? So the terrorist is a, a, a very a, a basic but very important Yusai that we're going to start with. Um, why, do we, why are we making the Mishkan? It's a place for the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah cannot be housed forcibly. You can't force Kla Yisrael to be a, a Malkam for the Hashras HaShekhinah. Meaning, meaning, the Shekhinah is only here when there's a Kla Yisrael to host the Shekhinah. Kla Yisrael to house the Shekhinah. Kla Yisrael has to provide an environment, a makum, a misgeres, a dalaramas for the Shekhinah. If I'm not interested in the Shekhinah, by, by definition, the Shekhinah is not going to come. A husband and wife, you know, we just fi- finished the Sheva Brachas for Rivki and Elchanan, and uh, thank you very much, Mitzvah Shem, by you, L'chaim, by everyone, by everyone, L'chaim, to marriages for everyone, and good marriages to those married, and good marriages to those not married, as well, L'chaim. You can't force a couple to have Shalom Bayis, and the Shalom Bayis is the only way to have the Shekhinah, right? Ish vi Isha, as Rabbeinu Shmuel knows, the, 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 when the Shalom's been named, then the Yud and the Hey make the Shekhinah's been named, of course, but they have to make Shalom for the Shekhinah to come. Kla Yisrael has to be interested in the Shekhinah for Kla Yisrael to host the Shekhinah, for Kla Yisrael to merit the Shekhinah amongst them, B'Shechanti B'Soicham, that's only Kla Yisrael is interested. If you're forcing me to build a Mishkan, I'm not interested. And if I'm not the Shekhinah is not going to come. So it's not going to work. The Mishkan only works, it, it only works if we're there voluntarily. If we're there out of love, if we're there because we understand it, if, if we're there voluntarily because we want to be a part of them, the Shekhinah is going to come. So that's a beautiful idea to start with, but this is going to lead into very big problems. Because based on this principle that we're saying, which is a real principle, it's a, tr- a true, straight, and you, know, you can put your money on this one, you can take it to the bank, the Shekhinah is not going to come forcibly. You can't force someone to ha- host the Shekhinah. You can't force someone to be a Mikdash Mat. You can't force someone to let the Shekhinah in. It's got to come from within, from me. It's got to come through my own volition. If that's the case, Rabbi Yisai, 
there's one aspect of the Mishkan that's now a glaring problem because there was one aspect of the Mishkan that didn't come voluntarily. There's one aspect of the Mishkan that was forced upon everyone. There was one part of the Mishkan that went into constructing the Mishkan that was compulsory. There was one part of the Mishkan that came via a tax. There was a tax. There was a Mishkan tax. What was that? But what, what, what? The Machat is HaShekel. The Machat is HaShekel. And Chazal learned from the first few Pesukim here in Truma. That Rabbi Yisrael Vichuli Truma. Tichu is Trumasi. The Zayis HaTruma. It says Truma three times. This refers to three Machat shekels that were given. One was given for the Karbanis. One was given for the, the head count, and one went to the Mishkan. But three half shekels. I asked you if you have COVID. Three half shekels. <laughs> that, 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 no, no, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't. He's afraid that you have it. He's afraid that you have it. No, for all of us, for all of us, for all of us, all, all of us and our loved ones. Amen. Help till 120. So, so listen carefully. Kalal Yisrael, at the time of the construction of the Mishkan, had to give had to give three half shekels. There was a half a shekel tax, and they gave three of them. One went to the one went one one went to count them up. One went for the karbanis. And one was taken and was used in the construction of the Mishkan. Every single Yid had to give a half a shekel, which went to the construction of the Mishkan. Where did it go in the Mishkan? What was it used for? <coughs> the Adon. Very good. The sackets. The sackets were silver. A half a shekel is silver. It's a silver coin. A half a silver shekel. And the Yid gave this, and it went to the, to, to, to the sackets. The sackets were those... Um, Sockets that were on the bottom of here. You see this picture over here on the bottom of the krushim, right? The the the, the wooden the wooden um, columns that formed the walls of the mishkan were supported by these metal these silver silver sockets. Home Depot has them also. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, and uh, <clears throat> that's what the machzah shekel went to. And and we have a major problem on our hands because we start with such a beautiful yesoid. We start with such a beautiful principle over here that um, the Mishkan is only a Mishkan, it's only a place that can house HaKadosh Baruch Hu if we give voluntarily and if we're forced to give, you can't force someone to create the Shekhinah, to bring the Shekhinah in. So why do we have one area of the Mishkan which is exceptional to that? Why do we have one aspect that was forced? It's strange. Everything else is voluntary and we get that. One aspect, no, that's forced, that's compelled, that's going to be through a tax. What's the Pshat that? And to accentuate the question, of all things that is coming through compulsion, it's it's the very foundation of the Mishkan itself, the sockets that hold the whole thing up. What happens if you take the sockets away? You take the Yisoyed away? In Ein Yisoyed, everyone knows, Ein Binyan. No foundation, no structure. Kaput, the whole thing's going to collapse. So if, if anything, if you want one aspect of the Mishkan to come through for, through uh, violent, uh, through compulsion, through attacks, I don't know. Let it be something that you can do with that. Let it be maybe the kior. You know, you really didn't have to have a kior there. You know that? They could have washed their hands with that. They could have brought a temple. They could have brought one of those things you buy in Judaica Plaza. They could have washed it. It didn't have to be from a kior. There was a mitzvah to have the kior. The other Caleb Ramaakov, the Gemara Nzvalkam, says, really, any way the Kahanam washed their hands, as long as the wine water was, was Makudish, it, it, it comes from a cliche race, 
So you can wash your hands really in anything. So let the kiyar come through compulsion. The kiyar is not ma'akiv. It's not an essential part of the mishkan. Um, let, 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 uh, uh, we have a seafood, Joseph, right here. The seafood and shalom, delicious shalom. Um, why A is, did the seemingly randomly select one part of the mishkan that has to come through, through a text, forcibly, and if all, of all things in the mishkan to come, through compulsion, why was it the Adonim, the very Yisoy that holds the whole Mishkan up? What's going on over here? Major cash over here. Cash on the Mishkan, a cash on the donations. But Rabbi Yisai, the words like this. Something very deep is going on over here. Something very, very, very deep. <clears throat> Let's return to the original Yisoy. Why is it that the Mishkan can only be constructed through donations? Through voluntary donations because as we said you want the mishkan to be a place that brings the shechina in if i'm down if i'm in if i'm involved that brings the shechina and to the degree that i'm involved in the donations and the construction to that degree the shechina is there to the degree that i have nidva slave that i want to give that i love to give that i'm interested in giving to that degree the shechina comes the shechina comes if i'm not involved the shechina doesn't come my personal involvement is creating the edifice, creating the binyan, creating the structure of the Mishkan is what makes the Mishkan works. Because if a Yid is involved, a Yid wants the Shekhinah, the Shekhinah comes. If a Yid doesn't want the Shekhinah, the Shekhinah is not going to come. However, however, even if you have a Yid who's not interested in the Shekhinah at all, who doesn't want anything to do with the Shekhinah, who's not giving anything to the base of Mikdash, not giving anything to the Mishkan, not giving any gold, no silver, no copper, no Iris to Chashem, he's not giving any Tachash skins. He has a whole horde of them at home. He's hoarding those Tachash skins, the Iris to Chashem. He's not giving a single one. He's not interested. This Yid wants nothing to do with the Shekhinah, wants nothing to do with the Mishkan. This is a Yid that we would think, so of course, we grab something from him. It's not going to make the Mishkan, not going to make a place for the Shekhinah. He's not interested in the Shekhinah. That's correct, but it's almost correct. It's not 100% correct. Rabbi said, listen carefully. Every Yid every single yid no matter how disinterested they are no matter how far they've drifted no matter how estranged they are how disenfranchised they are from yiddishkeit no matter how off the derech they are even if they're otd with a capital o a capital t and a capital d even they're way off the derech they're not they're not bringing the shechina in they're not interested in the shechina in kolzeh nevertheless by virtue of the fact that they are a Yid, they have a, a Jewish neshama, they have a spark, they have a neshama that came from the Kisei HaKavad, by virtue of the fact that they are still Jewish, and you can never get rid of that, they have an ability to bring the Shekhinah. They still are a part of the Hashras HaShekhinah. They're a part of bringing the Shekhinah in. Why? Because the potential to bring the Shekhinah never goes away. And the fact that they have that Neshama means they have potential to bring the Shekhinah in. And if they have potential to bring the Shekhinah in, they are a walking Kli. They're a Kli that's waiting to bring the Shekhinah into that Kli. They're a vessel that's waiting to be filled with the Shekhinah. And that a Yid can never get rid of. A Yid can never so remove himself from Yiddishkeit that he lost the ability to bring the Shekhinah. Is everybody here? We're talking about two different ways of bringing the Shekhinah. There's the potential and the actual. The, the Bekoyach and the Bepoyol. 
the potential that I have to bring the Shekhinah, and what I'm actually doing. So what I'm actually doing, that depends on my Nidvah slave, that depends on how interested I am. What I'm actually doing. So that's the Zav, the Chazam, the Nechayshas, and, and, and if you want to give that willingly and voluntarily, yes, well, you'll, you'll make the, the, the columns, you'll make the curtains, you'll make the, the, the Mizbeach, you'll make the, the Shulchan, you'll make the Menorah, you'll make the, 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 the Kruvim, if you're interested. We'll take your donations, because you're actively making the Shekhinah. But even if you're not interested at all, and you want nothing to do with this, you want nothing to do with Fromkite, you want nothing to do with Yiddishkeit, but are you a Yid? A Yid bist du nach. You're still Jewish, you have the potential to bring the Shekhinah in, and that you cannot get rid of. As long as you're Jewish. As long as you have that neshama, as long as you have that spark, you have the potential to build upon. And since every Yid has that potential, every Yid has that spark, every Yid has the capability of building, every Yid is a foundation waiting to build the Shekhinah upon himself. Every Yid has to have a part in the Mishkan, Every it has to have a chilek, has to have an involvement in the Mishkan, at the very least on a foundational level, because every it has the potential to be a foundation for the Shekhinah. What are you going to put on top of that foundation? That's up to you. That's Nadiva slave. That's up to your voluntary linearism. But, but that notwithstanding, even if you decide not to give anything, Rabbi Yisai, you decide not to be a part of the drive at all, not to be a part of the fundraiser, you can never get rid of the fact that you have the potential to bring the Shekhinah. You can never get rid of the fact that you're a foundation, and that's why every Yid has to give a machas shekel. Because every Yid is a kli, is a foundation, is a potential, a bekayach waiting for the Shekhinah, and is therefore a part of the Mishkan, is therefore a part of bringing the Shekhinah in. Because every Yid is a foundation, whether he likes it or not. So every Yid has to be forced to give that machas shekel. And that's why all the machas shekels went to the Adonim, the sockets, the foundation of the Mishkan. The foundation, that's where everyone is the same, that's where everyone is equal, that's where every Yid has a role, every Yid has a chilek, every Yid has an involvement. Again, whether they like it or not, no matter how far they've drifted, every year is a socket. Every year is a foundation. What's going to come on top of that foundation? From that point, that's, that's if you're in. If you're in, if you want to be a part of it, we'll gladly take it, because then you can be a part of the screen. If you're not interested, so you're not building anything on that foundation, but the foundation itself, oh. that every year is a part of whether they like it or not. And so that's a beautiful idea, just in understanding, A, why even though you can't make a screen unless you're interested and involved, unless you have Nidvah's slave, that's why everything had to be given voluntarily. Nevertheless, we just saw the, there was there was a tax, the Maxashakal tax that went to the Adonim. That's why there was one exception, and was specifically in the regard of the Adonim, because the foundational part of the Mishkan, that were a part of that part of the Shekhinah, whether we like it or not, every kid has that Neshama that is waiting to bring the, the Shekhinah in, and that's why it specifically shows up in the Adonim. With that, let's take a step forward and connect this to something that's very appropriate for tonight. What's tonight, Rabbi Yisai? Zayin Adar, that's right, L'chaim. Rebedu got it right, Rebedu Shmuel got it on the nose. So uh, today is Zayin Adar, the, the yard site of Moshe Rabbeinu. And also his birthday. And also his birthday, that's right. That's right. Um, it should be an aliyah for us, Rabbi Yisai, that we should be Nis'ala with Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, yard site. Amen. We should go hecher, hecher, to higher heights. In, in Torah, in Limara Torah, Havvanas Torah, Hasbaras Torah, Hafatas Torah, Harbotas Torah, Kinyane Torah, L'chaim Toim L'sham. But on that topic, so it's Kedai to speak something. Yeah, it's Maisha Ben yard site. You gotta you gotta connect this to Maisha somehow, and this does connect to Maisha. What what uh, what 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 amazing timing we have tonight, in that this does actually connect directly to Maisha Rabbeinu. To Maisha Rabbeinu, here's Maisha. This connects. This connects that to Meishah. Why? Um, 
There's a few places in the Torah where Hashem talks to Moshe and um, and Moshe says, Hashem says to Moshe, Zeh Yitnu, Zeh, Zeh, this. And in general, what does it mean when the Rebbe Hashem says this, Zeh? Herob Etva, Hashem is showing Moshe something. Hashem is showing Moshe an image. Zeh, this, or Zois, always implies that something is in front of us. We're pointing at something. That's right. Pointing at something. There's a few places in the Torah where Hashem talks to Moshe, and Hashem says, Zeh or Zeis. One of them we had in Parshas Boi by Kiddush HaChadosh, right? HaChadosh HaZeh Lachem. This month, this is how you make the new month. It says that Hashem showed Moshe the new moon, what it looks like, the sliver of the new moon, by the Menorah. We actually have in this week's Parsha also um, another one of the incidents and instances of this is, uh, is the Menorah. Um, it says that the Rebbeinu showed Moshe. Actually, it doesn't say Zed. It's from a different lashon. It says Ureiva Asev Bishav Nisam Pasuk Mem. Look, Moshe, check it out. I'm showing you how to make the Menorah. Behor, the vision I showed you. It says Zed by Kiddush Achayish. It says Urei by the Menorah, and it says Zed as well when it comes to the Machzah Shekel. By the Machzah Shekel, it also says Zed. It's not in Shuma, but it's in the beginning of Kisisa, where we talk about the Machzah Shekel, which was given for the sackets. And it says over there. The beginning of Kisisa, Zeh Yitnu, Kol Oivra Pikudim Machas Hashakel B'Shakel Hakadosh. Zeh, this is what they get. Zeh. So Zeh always means that Hashem showed Moshe something. What did Hashem show Moshe? Machas Hashakel, an image of fire. Machas Hashakel. Rashi brings down. That's what Rashi brings down over here. The Medrash says that. Um, yeah, Rashi brings it in. Zeh Yitnu Heroloi. Hashem showed Moshe a fiery coin of a maxa shekel, what the maxa shekel looks like. Show him a maxa shekel. The Medrash adds on a couple words that Hashem showed Moshe a fiery shekel that was hewn from the Kisei HaKovet. Hashem like chipped it off the Kisei HaKovet. An image, a fiery image of a maxa shekel. So Rabbi said, let's stop and ask a question. So this is the maxa shekel that Kleisot gave that went to the sockets, okay? So I understand that Hashem had to show Moshe the moon. Moshe couldn't, like, how big can it be that you can already do Kiddush HaKadosh? Like, the beginning of the month, you can barely see the moon. You see it for a split second, and it disappears. So, HaKadosh has that. The menorah was very difficult to make. Moshe didn't know how do you make one menorah out of a solid piece of gold. How are you supposed to do that? So Hashem showed him. The Maxa Shekel. You need to show someone a Maxa Shekel? You know, I would tell everyone we're going to have a new tax. Uh, everyone's going to have to give a nickel towards the upcoming Mishmar trip. Okay? Zeh. Zeh Yidnu. Look, I'm going to show everyone a nickel. Zeh Yidnu. Everyone's supposed to go. Wow, look at that. It's a nickel. So, like. like. Anyway, so. Uh, no, you can't guess which hand. It was for him. So, anyway. So, 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 but which hand do you think it's in? No, no, I was going to ask. Someone pick a hand. Someone pick a hand. That one. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, um, 
So, um, why, why did Hashem have to show Moshe? Oh, we have another Moshe here also. That's right. We got, we got another Moshe. Yes. Why do we have to show Moshe a a fiery machzah shekel? What 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 shver? What shver with a machzah shekel? You need to show him a fiery one of the shemayim. Moshe, take a shekel and break it in half. You know what a shekel is. You know what a machzah shekel is. And from the Kisei covered what's the pshat? What, why, what's the rebbeim showing Moshe Rabbeinu a machzah shekel, a fiery machzah shekel that comes to the Kisei covered What did he have shver about the machzah shekel? A modern chazal, right? A modern medrash. Moshe needs to see what a machzah shekel looks like for the for the for the the, the nations in the Mishkan. What did he have shver? So Rabbi Yisrael share a beautiful idea together. Beautiful idea it goes like this. You know what? Mach- you know what Moshe Rabbeinu had shver. He had this very point shver. He couldn't understand how you can force every year to be involved in the Mishkan. That was his kasha. Rabbi Shlomo said, "I nezayis at shumah sheyichu meizam." We want to build a Mishkan, and the only way to build a Mishkan is if everybody is, is, is involved in a, in, a, in a voluntary way. The only way to make the Shekhin is if they really want it, if they're really interested in it. That's the only way to make the Shekhin if they're, they're really interested and involved. And, 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 and let's wait to see their interest. Let's wait to see their passion. Let's wait to see their Cheshik. If they have a passion, then, then we can do it. If they don't have a passion, we can't make a Mishkan. The Russian said, okay, you're right. But the Machzah Shekel for the Adonim, that everyone has to give. That everyone has to give. Frakt Moshe, how can you force everyone to give? If you force everyone to give, you don't have a Mishkan anymore. You, you don't have a Mishkan. The Mishkan is there to create the Shekhinah. You can't force the Shekhinah. You can't force a relationship. Can you force Shalom Bayis? No. You can't force Shalom Bayis at all? No. You can't force Shalom Bayis. You can't force a relationship. The same way between man and, 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 and wife, you know, if they're interested in a relationship, gonna, there's going to be a beautiful relationship. If they're interested in love, there's going to be love. And that brings the Shechina. That interest in each other brings the Shechina. The same thing in relationship with the Yerushim. If I have a relationship, the Yerushim is there. If I'm not interested in the relationship, the Yerushim is not there. Frek Moshe, how can you force every year to have that relationship? How can you force every year to be a part of the construction of the Mishkan? How can you do that? How can you do that? This was his kasha. Moshe knows how much a machzah shekel is. He knows the weight of a shekel, therefore he knows the weight of a machzah shekel. He knows exactly what it's lo- supposed to look like. He knows exactly what it's supposed to be. His kasha is, how can you force it? So what's the Yibosham's answer? Heroloi kemin ma be'eshel eish. As in the Medrash Adzan, a chotzu mitachas kisei ha-kabod. HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed him a fiery machzah shekel that was carved from the kisei ha-kabod. HaKadosh Baruch Hu showing him this very principle. That what? Moshe, you're making a mistake. It's true that you can't force a relationship. It's true that you can't force the Shechina. It's true that you can't force Shalom Bayis between husband and wife, between wife and husband, and you can't force love between Kleisra and myself. But there's one aspect of the relationship which is always there, which is set in stone, which is irrevocable, which is permanent, which is indelible, and which cannot be removed, and that is the potential for the relationship. The potential to bring me in. Every yid has something, the most estranged yid, the most distant yid has something over the closest guy. And that is what? As far as that yid drifts, he, at the moment that he wants, the moment he's interested in, he has the ability to have a relationship with HaKosh Baruch Hu. Just like this, he can build just like this, he can come back to Hashem, just like this, he can rekindle that relationship and he can create the Shekhinah. He always has that potential no matter how far he goes. 
And the potential for the relationship, that's also a relationship. Everybody have that's also a relationship. The potential for the relationship is also, is also a relationship. And how did HaKosh Baruch show this to Moshe? By showing them two things. A, a fiery coin, a fiery coin. Every Yid has an Eish Kaidish, which is Eish Tamad Loisichbe, a fire that can't be put out because every Yid has, has a Neshama, a Neshama Elyona, that spark that can never be extinguished. A Matbeish Shel Eish, that means every Yid is represented by a fiery coin, no matter how far he drifts, no matter how much, how, oh, he's OTD, no matter how off. The fire never goes out, that spark is always there somewhere. That's the fire, the potential is always there, and it's coming from the Kisei HaKavid, which means there's an automatic inborn ability to have a relationship with HaKosh Baruch There's a fire that's never extinguished, and that fire is a fire of, of eternity. It's an eternal fire, because it's coming from the Kisei HaKavid. And Moshe, this is why the Adonim, indeed, are being forced upon Klai, so that's why the Adonim, the Sakets, are compulsory, because, yes, building the Mishkan is all about bringing the Shekinah, and building the Shekinah is all about the relationship, and the relationship is all about the interest. And yes, there's Yidin that unfortunately are not interested in me, but the very fact that they have the potential anytime they want to rekindle that interest, that's also a relationship. That's also a relationship. What a beautiful idea about the Mishkan, about the Machsa Shekel, the, the fact that this from everything else is compelled, and this goes to the Sackets, and this solves, this is for saying this, the Yartel, Moshe Rabbeinu, and Zainadr, this is Moshe Rabbeinu's difficulty with Machsa Shekel. And what a beautiful idea for us to take. What were the takeaways for us? So first of all, any relationship, whether it's between husband and wife, between wife and husband, between a child and a parent, and a parent and a child, even if the relationship is soured, the relationship's gone bad, but the very fact that you can always pick up a phone and make amends, hi, how are you doing, check back in, the potential for the relationship, that's also a relationship. That's also a relationship, Rabbi said, the potential for the relationship. And with a yid as well, as we find yidin on the street, we find yidin, they drift into shul, they wander into shul, we bump into them online in the supermarket. As No matter how far they've gone, we have to see that there's an amat be'eshel eish. A fiery coin over there that came from the Kisei HaKavid, this Yid is Kaidish Kadashim. This Yid still has that flame, the very fact that he can build upon that, he can come back whenever he wants. He's a socket, he's a foundation, he's a Yisoy, there's always something to build upon. And we have to see him for what he really is, he or she for what they really are. A Mabeshalesh, a fiery coin that can never be extinguished, and there's just pure potential waiting for us to build upon them. So we should be Zaycha to see this in all of our relationships. We should be Zaycha to see this in all, all Yidin everywhere. We should be Zaycha to, to the to the Schus uh, and the Kayach Hatayr of Moshe Rabbeinu. And a good Shabbos, Rabbi Yisai. Whoops, Lechaim Taivim, Lashalim. And one second, just for my last trick over here. Uh, okay. Everyone should have a wonderful